why is it that there are so many fucking Michigan fans in this state? And why are they so arrogant? Well. And why are they Walmart Wolverines? Huh? You never heard that? No, I've never heard that. Walmart Wolverines? Walmart Wolverines? You've never. Oh, to the my state of God. Michigan. You have to fill me in. Because when you Walmart? see someone work walking through fucking the Dollar Tree or Walmart, what kind of fucking Michigan. gear are they wearing? Dollar Michigan. Yeah. Okay? You look at. <laughs> they got one rack. Wait, wait, what do you go to Target to find Michigan State? One rack of Michigan State gear, 10 racks of fucking Michigan. Yeah, Shoes, know. flags, yeah, everything you can think of at Walmart. <laughs> I'm in trouble for this one. Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Welcome to your football fantasy. Yes, welcome to your football fantasy indeed, folks. This is the last... Preseason episode next week we jump into the season because football starts on thursday bullfrog how fucking excited are you for the nfl season to finally kick off what's up cock blockers i'm ready fucking need some need some nfl fantasy in my life fucking hey we've been talking about it for how many months so many months and i've Sort of falling in love with talking about My it without anybody. My dick gets limp so, so much <laughs> talking about it with no action. I mean, literally, just talk and talk and no action. It's fucking hard to get it up these days. As a fantasy expert, this is my favorite time of year because nobody can prove me wrong. Yeah. I can say anything I want, as you will point out later in the show, I believe. And uh, everything is right or equally as right as anything anybody else has to say. Start Come next week, uh, we'll see. We'll see how good I am at this shit. I think some of my favorite episodes might be the season in review at the end of this season to see how fucking smart we are or how fucking dumb we are. 100% on point? I'm assuming so. Except that Corey Coleman call. That was a bad call. Ooh, shit. All right. Yeah, as you guys may have noticed or maybe you remembered from last week, Big Wiz is not here with us today. He's on the other side of the world hobnobbing with some small Indian folk. So it's just the two of us today. Special treat for you guys. Did you know, Bullfrog, that our most listened to show thus far in our 32 show history uh, was one with just the two of us in it? Yeah, man. I take pride in that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, guys, you guys, you and the Wiz talked about that early on, how you guys were struggling for shit during all your AFC, NFC. You know, you wanted everybody wants to hear about the big ticket guys, not yeah. these fucking... Not the value picks. Everybody wants to hear about the big ticket guys. What do we think about those? And, you know, we tried to give you a couple of those with the top ADP guys that we were down on. So, thanks for listening, fuckers. That was that bust episode. That's what you're talking about. I didn't say that, so they had no idea what you were talking oh, about. Oh, that's exactly what I was talking Although, about. I will say, since you brought it up, those best value and worst value episodes we did may be some of the some of the best fantasy advice episodes we've done so far. I still think. You know, I don't think listeners might not have known what they were because in the the title just says like AFC South. Yep. You know, if they never listened to one of them, they never knew that that was about value picks in each of those. Well, they should have read the fucking subtitles. (laughs) We've got some review stuff to deal with today in our last preseason episode. We're going to look back to see some of the calls we made. Bullfrog did some good hard study research leg feet on the ground boots on the ground kind of research for us 
We're also going to go back and take a look at all the entries we've got for Plant Your Flag, which is going to be really exciting because that brand new fantasy game also kicks off on Thursday. Lots of news for you. Uh, then we're uh, we're going to preview what the rest of the season is going to look like. We're going to just a whole bunch of shit. All right, so let's just start. Let's start it off. Let's get into it. Oh, one other thing. We have a special guest on the show today. Uh, a special interview. A nice celebrity guest is going to drop by a little later. It's going to be real fun talking to this guy. I'm super pumped. Hey, can I give him a little sneak peek? Of course you can give him a I little sneak peek. I think we need peek. to come up with a fuck, Mary kill question for him. Ooh, we can, we can think about that. We need it. All right. We got to give it right I'm going to put you on it while I start us off on the uh, news here. So, so see what you can come up with. All right. This week in football. News. Let's see. Lots of stuff. Marquise Lee shattered his fucking knee out for the season gone. And I mean, like, utterly devastated his knee. Um, and, you know, because... Camp reporting is a joke. Mike Garofalo from Roto World said that uh, Moncrief and Cole look like they're the top wide receivers in Jacksonville with uh, Chark and Westbrook mixing in behind them. Every fucking day somebody new is a starter there. But look, Marquise Lee's gone. Uh, it felt like it, everybody was pretty sure he was going to be the number one. That just throws a wrench into what was already a fucked up wide receiver core in Jacksonville. What pieces do you want at this point or are you just staying away? Yeah, gimme give gimme give Cole, gimme Fournette. Right now that's what I would probably Cole and Fournette. Otherwise I'm that's not it. having too much love out of any of those guys. You know No DD Westbrook for you. You know, I I'm assuming mid season some of those guys are gonna pop up on the radar for maybe some daily, but if you gotta play one of those other guys on a season long, you might get a couple weeks out of them, but to pick and choose on those weeks, that's tough. We did our neighborhood draft recently and you took did you take Keenan Cole? Last night I took Keenan no. Not in our neighborhood, but in the other Yahoo one that you joined in on us, I took him. The good doctor took Keelan Cole because he listens to the okay. show. Keelan Cole, yeah. Keelan Cole's a great uh, option here, I think. He's going to be my keeper for my last round pick in my uh, home league. I think that's going to be a nice value for me. But I agree with you. Keelan Cole's the only guy that I'm really interested in right now. And you just listened to all the previous podcasts. Who was the Jacksonville wide receiver that I was high on early on? Keenan Cole, buddy. That's what's up. You Keenan were speaking Cole. high on Keenan Cole way back in fucking March. I just April. Want, I just want credit for that shit. Yep. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just signed a humongous contract. Not to be outdone, Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers turned around and signed a very gigantic contract. Uh, Aaron Donald signed a gigantic contract today. There's some money to be had in football, uh, but that's not fantasy news. Jay Ajayi missed a week of practice with an undisclosed lower body injury which yes is a running back and yes lower body injuries are concerning but the real concern with Ajayi is that we know he's got that knee problem right he's bone on bone in one of his knees and if that's what's going on here if that's the injury that we're talking about uh, that could be a problem if it's a strained hammy or whatever I'm a lot less concerned um Jay Ajayi what are you thinking here I think he'll be fine they're just probably nursing you know you're nursing them they're the super bowl champs what the fuck end of the preseason he'll be out there week one against atlanta on thursday night i you know i'm not huge on him especially week one but i think he'll be pretty solid this year for him all right speaking of week one sony michelle doug baldwin delaney walker ty montgomery david and joku jamal williams will fuller 
Jordan Reed, George Kittle, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, all these guys who have been injured apparently look really good and are, are likely to be back for week one. All good things. You know, we, we do know that in the in the preseason, any little thing for these superstar athletes, uh, they tend to get sat out until the beginning of the season. So if you have those guys that were worried about them, you should be good. Uh, we did already talk. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Doug Baldwin, right? He came out in his press conference and said, look, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play, but I'm at 80 to 85%. And I'm probably going to be struggling with my knee all year long and sitting right at this 80-85% thing. So to be fair, he said he hasn't been 100% since he was born. But who who cares? He's at 80-85%. He says he's going to struggle. If a player tells you he's going to struggle, is that somebody you, you all of a sudden drop down on your list, on your rankings? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little too late for most people at this time. But uh, I drafted him in one league. I'm going to hope he can hang in there. You know, I'm, I'm guessing it's a season-ending surgery type of thing, and he just chose to fucking play through it instead of miss some time. But, it, God, you know, I mean, from my sporting experience, I never liked doing anything if I was beat up, you know. That's you why just, you're, you're not just, a professional athlete. But still, so. you got to think even little injuries can affect these guys, you know. So sure. we'll see. Uh, yeah, so maybe it's an uh, option for you. Look, if if – People are scared of this. If this 80 to 85% thing is really putting people off, maybe you look to trade for him. Maybe his value is as low right now as it's going to get all year. If you're interested in Baldwin, have been interested in him in this preseason, uh, maybe it's a time to go start targeting him in your league. Josh Gordon is not going to start in week one. Probably will play. Probably will or definitely will not start. Uh, Oh, Hughes has made it so. He's declared it so. I still think he's a bum. I don't want anything to do with him ever. However, Bullfrog, your asshole internet forced me to auto-pick Josh Gordon in a league last night, and I'm still mad about it. It's funny how shit works, huh? Mm, well done. <laughs> Devontae Parker still can't catch a ball. He broke his finger a few weeks ago, and he literally can't catch a ball right now. Not good for a wide receiver that can't catch a ball. He's a fucking bum anyway. He's Don't even p- talk about him. Let's he, move on. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Wentz, still not cleared for contact. Not a bum. No, not a bum. Not likely to start next week. And what happened to Nick Foles? <laughs> Doesn't look like that Super Bowl MVP. No, certainly. We, yeah. We'll see on Thursday. We're yeah. going to talk about that a little bit later. When do you think, if you, had a, if you had a guess, throw a number out there, what week do we see Wentz back? <sighs> yeah, two, two or three. Yeah. I think probably two. It's an extra ten days off after week one. I mean, he's been doing everything else but contact, so I, I would assume as soon as he's cleared for contact, he can play. You saw in our rankings reflected that he hasn't been practicing um, legitimately, and he's, he still hasn't been contact. So he's fallen a little bit, but once he plays, you got to imagine the young kid will bounce back pretty well. Sony Michelle looking pretty good to be back at practice. Still not super likely to start in week one, but he's making strides toward being out there. Adam Thielen left practice on a Tuesday last week. With a leg injury, we don't know what it is. Thielen was a guy whose ADP was falling anyway prior to this injury. Does he fall to a spot where where you'd be happy drafting him? Let me ask you this. At what round do you want an Adam Thielen with an undisclosed leg injury? 
Yeah, it seems like it was a minor ankle sprain. I did not draft Adam Thielen in any league that I was in this year, but I would think I would probably take him not until about the fifth. I don't think I'd take him in the fourth. A lot of Which, times he was going in about the fourth. Yeah, that's why you didn't get him. Fifth is a little too late, but yeah. I don't. I'm I'm with you. That's about where I'd take him too. I don't love him. I like Diggs better. Elshon Jeffrey out for at least two weeks. Uh, we've got Foles likely to start too, right? So this whole team, like Wentz, Jeffrey out, Ajayi maybe out. We talked about it. I think Wiz brought it up a few weeks ago. This this offense is looking to struggle. They play on Thursday. Are there guys on this team that you still like and you think can run? You can run out in Week One. Yeah, I mean we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, there's a few guys out there that I. Th- Still think can do something. Uh, I'm so know. pumped to see Jeffrey still out because Aguilar has been my fucking guy. I've been trying to get him. I don't think I've gotten him in any, any leagues because he's going just a little bit earlier than I want to go reach for him. I did get him in the neighborhood league, yeah. but I had to really fucking yeah, reach for him uh, in order to do it. And I'm proud of it. I, I don't care. We sat, <laughs> we talked about Rogers already. Let's dive into some dumb shit so we can move on. We have so much to talk about this week, Bullfrog. We got to get moving. How are we going to finish it all? Start finger-banging it quicker. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. This is a DT Money dumb shit just because it's been a long time and just because you're the only one on the couch with me. Uh, so Donald Trump has is currently, as far as I can tell, considering uh, imposing some regulations on Google search results. Do you have any idea why that might be, Bullfrog? Oh, because a lot of negative fake news out there, buddy. Yeah, super fake. When you you Google Donald Trump, most of the results are negative, make him look bad. So he's thinking about regulating Google so that they can't bring up negative, bad stories about him on the first page of their search hits. That sounds like a good use of my president's time. Yours too, huh? Yeah. All right. Stat of the week! Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Do it in a Big Wiz voice. Alright! Big Wiz! <laughs> big Wiz in here! Fuck off! Oh, wow, that was clutch. Alright, I I'm like back. that. So we got a couple quarterback stats here. You know, Ooh. quarterback's pretty important position come fantasy, come, uh, you know, your regular season team you're rooting for. So here's a couple for you. Last season, Eli Manning. His receiving core had the most drops in the NFL. Give me a number, Dweez Now, What do you think that might have been? How many drops? Across the whole... The whole season, every pass thrown. How many of his passes were flat out dropped? I, I would say 35 is a good guess. 35 was number two. Ooh. That was the second highest. Eli Manning was uh, at 43 all by yeah, himself. 43 drops. Me and you, we have this conversation a couple times about who throws a very fucking catchable ball. Mm-hmm. Who's that man? Case Keenum. That's Drew Brees. That's, that's Drew Brees. Come on, dude. Most accurate quarterback. That's fucking Drew in Brees. We just talked about it the other night. He throws a catchable ball. His receiving core had least amount of drops in the NFL last season was sixteen. So forty three and sixteen. That's a big difference. Yeah. And this then, is a this this is a good reason that I think the Giants are are primed for a comeback year. You you can't duplicate that, can you? 
I don't think so, but you never know. I if mean, you're it, running your fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receivers out there as your starting receiving core, like the Giants were most of the year last year, that's that's primed for drops. Right. I mean, you get OBG, OBJ back, who's got some fucking hands, and you got Barkley, who's a pretty damn good catcher. Sterling so, Shepard, who missed well, a he, bunch of time. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then I got another little side action here. Uh, Ooh, side action. Who? Which quarterback had the most throws of 20-plus yards last season? Ooh, most throws. Air yards you're talking about or completed Most passes. attempts. Most attempts of 20-plus. Uh, let's say Big Ben Roethlisberger. Nope. The main man, Russell Wilson. Russell Will. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, if he stays back behind the line of scrimmage for eight seconds of play running around, he has to throw it that far down. 91 times. God damn. Threw it 20-plus yards down the field. I bet Patrick Mahomes beats that this year. On those throws, 12 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Dude, those cheerleaders are ugly as shit. That's those Spartan girls for you. Yeah. Say that last part again. Butterface. Butterface? Butterface. Butterface. Are they butterfaces? Probably. You know what that I is? I bet they look great with their clothes off. Everything but their face? That's when you pull a shirt up just high enough to, to, to come up. The arms are over her head. She's all covered up. You just see yeah. neck down. Or you just drunk enough. It's, you know. Doesn't matter. Turn anyway, what off. were you asking me? Five touchdowns? Twelve touchdowns. Twelve touchdowns. Five interceptions. Five interceptions. On 20 91 something. passes. That's it for the stat of the week. He's going to have a good year. Thought I'd finish it off with that. Yeah, that was a, that was really good. That sounded just like our boy. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about plant your flag, shall we? We ended up with I think we've got twelve official submissions. So uh, twelve of us are twelve of us are going to play this game. We're going to keep track of it each week. We'll mention it each week. If you are one of the twelve, believe believe me, you're going to be taking some shots if your team performs poorly. And uh, we will, by the end of the season, have a prize to give out to the winning Plant Your Flag team. I better start saving my pennies. Fuck. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out a way to afford that. We're, we're very, very poor. Um, all right, let's talk about some trends, though. Among those 12 teams, right, uh, there's some interesting things came out. We had some interesting conversations with some of you about strategy or potential strategies for this game. Again, we don't know how to play it. So we're making it up as we go. The balls deep players out of 12, 10 of us chose running backs and only two of us chose wide receivers. So there's some, uh, you know, running back is the most important position in fantasy football. Yeah, it's a little more consistent of a scoring position, I think, Feels than like wide it. receiver. Jordan Howard was chosen three times. That's my pick. Uh, Dalvin Cook, yours, was chosen twice. Jarek McKinnon, also chosen twice. Everybody else is just a one and done. At the half shaft position, we split it right down the middle. Six running backs, six wide receivers. Um, not a lot of repeats. on Johnson got picked twice. Emmanuel Sanders got picked twice, but uh, pretty well spread across the board. Just a tip, we're looking at four running backs and eight wide receivers. So you see the pendulum swing from balls deep. We're at ten running backs to just four for our just a tip. Uh, and we've, we've said this over and over. The further you go down the list of players in ADP or rank, the worse the running backs get, but we have a shit ton of wide receivers available. Um, I don't think there were any repeats here, but some interesting stuff to note. Some of the running backs picked Adrian Peterson, Fat Rob Kelly, 
Peyton Barber. These guys were picked after some of us picked our rosters all together. So, like, it, I guess it depends on when when you select your guys, what's going on. Yeah, we'll see if those late uh, those late entries pay off or... Or don't. Or fucking suck ass. That is a very large smash. That's what they call beer can size. Beer can size. You ever watch... Uh, you know who could swallow that beer can whole? That'd be Mrs. Big Wiz. That's what I was going to... God, was she's got a throat. Oh. <laughs> uh, if we're looking at the other side of the coin here, the ugly stick players, we got three running backs chosen, nine wide receivers. People are really down on some of these top top wide receivers. And like you said, these top 10, 12 running backs, we expect more consistency than the receivers. Who, uh, Mike Evans was picked four times as the ugly stick player. Julio Jones, three times my pick as the ugly stick player. These are guys that, uh, is there a consensus that they're going to be busts this year? Who did you pick Evans as your bust in our bust show? Yes, I did. Did I pick Julio as our, my bust in our bust yes, show? Yes, you did. God, these people listen. Way to go, listeners. <laughs> Nicely done. One player on Twitter reached out and said, Hey, look, one of the flaws in this game is that for my ugly stick, I could just pick Gurley. He's going as number one, and I'll never lose any points. So that's the strategy, and she did, in fact, pick Gurley as her ugly stick, so she can't lose any points. We'll see if that works out. You know, I don't see him ever dropping down to the running back 25, running back 35, where Evans or Julio Jones could easily do. But we'll see. I don't know what this, what strategy works, what strategy doesn't. Finally, at the 10-foot pole, nine running backs selected. Three, or Sorry, yeah, three wide receivers selected. Penny, Jarek McKinnon, Shady, all picked two times. Otherwise, no repeats in there. Uh, some notable things here that I thought were interesting. Depending on when you picked your guys, ADP changes, right? Mike Williams was selected both as a half-shaft guy by one player and a just-a-tip guy by one player because his ADP moved. Uh, we'll see how that affects the game. Jarek McKinnon is probably the most polarizing player picked at all here. He was picked twice as a balls-deep player and twice as a 10-foot pole player. I don't know how that's going to work out. That's Somebody's going to be sad about that. It's going to be interesting. But uh, that's a that's a polarizing pick. Look, before we finish talking about our Plant Your Flag guys, we do have a special treat for our listeners. We mentioned it in the beginning of the show. We have a call-in guest that we're going to introduce to you, talk a little bit about Plant Your Flag. All right, listeners, we have a special guest for you, as promised earlier in the show. Uh, coming to us live from my phone, straight to your ears. It is the one and only Charles Demar joining us. Charles, how are you, buddy? I'm good, dude. Not thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course we're gonna fucking have you on. I hope this comes out nicely in the audio. Welcome to the show. Hey, you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. First time. Now you're famous. Popping that cherry, buddy. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you- <laughs> It's far from his first time doing anything. <laughs> Relax. Um, all right, look, we've got you on here because we're talking about our uh, Plant Your Flag fantasy game. You were kind enough to jump in and play with us. You even suggested a name to us. Uh, what do you think of the game so far? Be honest and tell the people how wonderful we are. How wonderful you guys are? Yeah, because we made a I fucking think game. Both- I think Bullfrog's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah! There you go. I, th- oh, I think you, Dweez Nuts, can suck my cock. <laughs> I, I, I could, but... Uh, 
Has he? Before? Have, I've tried. I've tried finding it. I just had a hard time doing it. Big Wiz isn't here. You want to tell us how you feel about him? Yeah, I was telling Bullhog earlier that uh, I, I think Big Wiz kind of gets a little shady when he hears that I've sent an email in or a comment in and kind of has a bad attitude about me until he hears how funny it is and then he warms up to me. So I'm kind of on the fence about Big Wiz. Big Wiz has one thing to say to you. Um, so, so, so let's jump into it. You've got your selections for your plant the flag game. Uh, why don't you tell us who you picked? Tell us a little bit about why you picked them and we'll tell you why you're wrong as you go. All right. Sounds good. My balls deep pick for top 20 ADP. Top 20 ADP, either running back or wide receiver. Remember everybody, we are half point PPR. Go ahead. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. Yeah, baby. Love that's that the same shit. pick. That, that's, that's Bullfrog's pick. Why'd you go Delvin? So I watched him destroy Clemson for three years in college football. Mm. And just think he's a really special running back and would have had an amazing season last year had he not gotten hurt. And I think he's going to be a top three running back this year. Okay. Top three. You, you picked him at when he was at ADP 11, so that would help you. Who do you got there at the half shaft spot? I have Shaft. I'm actually going to go with the Clemson Tiger. Uh, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers. There's a theme here. Who, as of today, was the 40th on ADP. Uh, like him for the same reasons that Big Wiz liked him. There's no tight end at the Chargers. He's going to be a great red zone target for them. And I've watched him play for three years and destroy defenses. And I think he's going to have a really great year this year. Hey, didn't he destroy that uh, upright too? That goalpost at one point wasn't that him? He did, and his neck almost destroyed it. Fantastic. So. <laughs> so just to put this out there, when Big Wiz took Mike Williams, his ADP was forty nine. You've got him at forty. So if he does well, Wiz has Wiz has a distinct advantage on you. That didn't bother you at all, huh? Did not bother me at all. He was a player who I had circled that I thought would have a much better year than people were thinking, even though there's a lot of good press about him right now. Yeah. You want me to save my critique to the end, or are we going to do it uh, pick Tell him him what you think. By the way. Be honest with the man. Break him down. Well, I mean, me and you have Delvin Cook in common. I'm a little worried about that offensive line. Uh, and I'm a little worried about Latavius Murray. I do love the talent, but we'll see if they give him enough touches. That's that's what I'm a little concerned about. Mike Williams, from everything I've been reading, he's he's only repping with the second team. Uh, Benjamin and Tyrell Williams are getting the love, so we'll see how that plays out. Continue with your picks, though. Yeah, who do you, who, who do you got in there at Just a Tip? So Just a Tip, I listened to your guys' advice and suggesting that you take a wide receiver because there's only 20 running backs that you should have. Mm-hmm. And I had a circle around Kenny Galladay. Sure. But I just could not do it because the Lions just look like they're going to really suck this year. And as, as much as you call yourself <laughs> a Lions fan, I feel like you hate them. It's very really tough. It's hey. very tough. I'm a Lions fan. I really don't want to bet you on a Lions bear bet this year because they look awful. It's happening. Hey, we got that in common, buddy. I'm going to take that bet with you. We'll beat up on Dweez Nuts here. Hey, who'd you take <laughs> at just a tip? I don't think you gave us a name yet. So who did I t- I took Adrian Peterson. Ooh. Love Adrian Peterson right now. 
he's going to be a top 20 running back. And even though he was listed at 42, which I don't like, because he's at the beginning of that ADP section, I think he's going to be a top 20 running back, maybe even top 10 on certain weeks. And I'm going to gain a lot of points. Lots of points here. You are the only person who selected your players late enough that Adrian Peterson was in the league. So you've got that. You've got that spot locked up. Nicely done, sir. Those are the three guys you like. Hit us with your 10. Uh, let's start with the ugly stick. Who don't you like and why don't you like that player? So my ugly stick player, I fucking hate Ooh. Patrick Mahomes. Hey, well, hey, watch, I, watch the language. I do not like rookie quarterbacks. I don't care if he can fucking throw the ball from his knees 110 yards or whatever it is. Kyle Bowler did that for Baltimore, and he sucked balls. Dude, I think me and you could so, be friends. <laughs> Charles Zamar, I think, I think me and you could be friends. You guys are clicking here because, yeah, we, as we all know, Bullfrog hates Mahomes too. However, he did, he so did select take... Mahomes in our uh, best ball draft just the other day. Who? Oh, yeah, who you got yeah. there? I, I, take, I assume you're not taking Mahomes because we don't include quarterbacks. Gonna take Tyreek Hill at number eleven. Tyreek Hill. Lane and Sammy Watkins are both in the show. A lot of news coming out of the uh, camp there that says Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes are clicking. Man, they're on the same fucking page. It looks like a match made in heaven. You're not worried, huh? Never worried. Let me give you a little shit about <laughs> a, your your Adrian Peterson pick though. Last season. He averaged .41 fantasy points per touch, which was the worst in the NFL. Ooh, how's that make you feel? Layer that with Big Wiz's stat about his 3.1 per carry worst in the NFL. But you're you're sticking with doesn't your top me, 20 though. Doesn't make me worry at all because he's going to get first and second down carries. Washington's running back suck, and I think Adrian Peterson's got something to prove this year. Not afraid of Fat Rob. I like it. Hey, I All do right. like him. I do who's, like Peter. Who's your 10-foot pole guy? Round us out here. So, my, originally, I wanted to pick Dwee's Nuts' youngest son. Ooh. Ooh. Because he's an asshole. I've heard that before. I don't. I can't remember he, where. Not only is he an asshole, he's a gigantic asshole. Wow. Yeah, that's harsh for a three-year-old. For big, the fans of the show, <laughs> I didn't start this shit. He did. When he was about when he was a baby, and it's his, on him to apologize to me to straighten this out. Oh, oh shit! Understood. Can we get that on there? <laughs> he's 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 pretty stubborn. I don't I don't see it happening there for you, Charles. Sorry. Yeah. So instead of taking your youngest son, because apparently he's not on the board. Nah, not yet. I struggled with this a lot. I didn't really know who to take, but I just don't like Amari Cooper. Agreed. Very nice pick there. Yes. Any reason? Yeah, I think last year he had one or two really great games, and then he just disappeared for the rest of the season. So I'm hope I don't see anything different in their offense this year, and so I think he's going to have kind of a similar type of year where he's going to maybe have one or two great games, and then a lot where he's just going to disappear. And I'm counting on those ones where he just fades away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he just looks like shit, so I don't want anything to do with him either. Not bad selections there. I think your Tyreek Hill one might bite you in the ass a little bit, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens to all these guys. Nobody fucking knows how to play this game yet, so uh, thanks for joining. Hey, we should mention, 
that the reason you're on the show here, the reason you're the one that gets to make your picks live on air is that we chose your name. Nicely done, sir. You've named the game. We are no longer calling this plant your flag. We are now going to be calling it three in the pink, two in the stink. How do you feel about that? I feel like I finally accomplished something in my life. <laughs> you should call your mother and let her know that, that you're big time. Before we let you go, uh, Bullfrog's got a question for you. Ask the man. Real quick, right off the cusp, buddy. I need a fuck, Mary kill out of the big whiz, dweez nuts, and the bullfrog. Give it to me now. Mm. Ooh. Good question. I would marry dweez nuts if we've been really good friends for a long time. That's sweet, buddy. Here's where it gets real. <laughs> I fucking have to kill Bull, um, Big Wiz. You're going to kill... He seems to not like me. And I seem to get a vibe from uh, Bullfrog. So, you know, might make that fucking... Even though I really don't want to do it, a little bit more enjoyable. You yeah. might even get a little ribbit ribbit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> just got to touch him in just the right place. Hey, Charles, we appreciate you being a listener of the show. We appreciate the questions, the reviews, your participation with us. I hope you keep listening and keep enjoying the show, sir. Take care, guys. Well, that was a nice little treat. Yes, sir. That was fun. All right, fuck, oh, fuck you fucks. You don't have to try and get through it quick. Uh -oh. Fuck fucks? Fuck fucks. Dick fucks. I don't know what you guys are out there. We need some more action, though, on Twitter. It's Twitter. been a little lonely. We need some more emails. We need some more reviews. Where do they find you on Twitter? At YFF, the Bullfrog. I'm out there. You can find me at Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. So I made it my mission this week to uh, go back and listen to every episode. <clears throat> I've been I've been a loyal listener, you know, since I joined the show, clearly. Clearly. Fucking A, who wouldn't be? But, uh, Got good then. I had to go back and uh, painfully listen from episode one on to gather all of our bets, all of our stupid shit. You know, it's kind of a dumb shit section here because... Early on, you know, I hope you guys weren't taking advice from Dewey's Nuts and the Big Wiz. You know, it's it's been... We, let, we gave great advice early on. It's been a little the better. good old days. It's been a little better lately. So we're just going to talk about a few, a few gaffes mm. in the winter-spring episodes. Again, we'll give them a little slack. It was early. It was before free agency. Before it was the before draft. the draft. It was before the trades, so but, but these things look stupid now. They look pretty bad. So let's 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 see. So episode one, top five projections. Dwee's nuts sitting in his basement all by himself with lots of lube and Kleenex. Picked uh, Jimmy G to finish as quarterback five. Kareem Hunt to finish as running back five. And uh, Travis Henry as tight end four. We'll dismiss that due to injury. But Austin Safarian Jenkins as tight end five. Hope you guys listen to that episode. Look, Austin Safarian. We talked about the Jacksonville receivers earlier today. Austin Safarian Jenkins is still there, and he's a talented guy. All right, moving on. <clears throat> this might be your biggest fucking mistake of the entire show. Who, me? Right I don't here. make mistakes. You ready for this? I don't make fucking mistakes. I haven't even told you this one yet. Oh, shit. And this is just from episode two to episode five. So how many, what is that, a month or less, all right? That's, that's three weeks. With no action in the NFL. In episode two, Dewey's Nuts claims that Marlon Mack is a sophomore sleeper. By episode five, he claims that Marlon Mack is unfucking draftable 
Yeah. How's that happen, folks? That's a great question. Did I say those two things three weeks apart? You did. Nothing happened in Indianapolis' backfield between those two things. He also mentioned in episode three that... I'm hedging my bets there is what I'm doing. (laughs) He also mentioned in episode three that uh, Keenan Allen was going to be a bust. Oh. Again, a lot changed from then, but I'm pretty sure he's pretty high on Keenan Allen now. He did have Julio Jones as a bust, which is... uh, Consistency. Still good for him there. Uh, What else we got here? Big Wiz... Shows up on the show in episode five. He claims that uh, the Carr brother is going to be a top ten quarterback this season. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. I think he's at 23 in his rankings now. By episode six, both of these fucking numb nuts were all over Corey Coleman's dick. And uh, maybe he even gets cut from the Bills. I hope he does, because that'd be great. Uh, Look, this was before. This is when he was. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Listeners don't one. care. They were banking on your yeah. information in these dynasty drafts. They were taking Corey Coleman. They were fucking all over him. They'll, anyway, they'll be fine. And uh, at this point, Dewey's nuts was all over Wayne Gallman's dick. I mean, slurpity, slurpity, deep throwing, putting his tongue on the balls and everything, <laughs> which is very impressive. That continued all the way until I'm pretty sure their draft episode. Draft uh, once they realized that uh, Saquon yeah. Barkley was. But I'm pretty sure we even brought up Wayne Gallman in one of our rankings show. I like Wayne Gallman. He's yeah. a talented kid. He's just in a bad situation. Uh, yeah, let's see. You know, that's about it. Until So then I also uh, needed to track every bet that we had put in this season on these episodes. Yeah, the so problem, we was that track. We, problem was that we didn't write them down anywhere for the most part. This is this is part of the reason you went back and listened to all Right. I think Dewey's Nuts wrote down about half of them in the show notes here, so I had to go back and dig for the other half. So We're drunk when we do this show. You can't blame me for it. Here's what we're taking shots on, either er, sometime during the season or at the end of the season when all the stats can be uh, computed. So we got the we've got the three in the pink, two in the stink. That's going to be a weekly shot. What a great name! Especially if one if one of the three of us finish at the bottom of the board each week. We have Dewey's nuts claiming that Lashawn McCoy finishes as a top twelve back. A, Big Wiz is going to be the uh, the defendant on that bet, I suppose. I'm gonna win that shit. Easy. Although I do, I will bring up that. In episode six, Dewey's Nuts was much more confident, claiming that LaShawn McCoy would be a top three mm. running back. So he did wisen up a little there. He went from top three to uh, top 12. Wow. Top three. Next up, right here, the Bullfrog this put, is a, a, fucking idiot put a bet here. down with uh, Dewey's Nuts and the Big Wiz. This is the only three-way bet. There is. I, I'm a firm believer that Chris Hogan will finish as a top three wide receiver at least one time in weeks one through four before uh, Julian Edelman becomes comes back. So for you daily players out there, give the Brady to Hogan connection a chance sometime early on in the season. I'm going to do it. You say you'll feel good, but you know what I hear every time you say Chris Hogan's going to finish top three? I shit my pants. Yeah, that's all I hear. You hear that 7-Eleven action? <laughs> Always open, baby. Something like that. All right, we got Dewey's Nuts versus the Big Wiz on uh, Burkhead versus James White straight up. We've got Dewey's Nuts versus the Big Wiz on Dion Lewis versus Derrick Henry straight up. Yeah, I remember, I remember that one. We've got Dewey's Nuts against the Big Wiz. Josh Allen versus Baker Mayfield straight up as long as they both start six games. 
We've got the Bullfrog versus the Big Wiz. Adam Thielen, I took the over on 48% red zone catch rate. We've got Dweez Nuts versus the Big Wiz on Cooper versus Crabtree, straight up in a PPR. We've got Dweez Nuts versus the Big Wiz. Jeffrey versus Aguilar, straight up in the PPR. Dweez Nuts taking Aguilar. I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm going to win you. that one easy. Easy. We've got uh, Dweez Nuts versus the Bullfrog. Josh Gordon as a top 25 PPR receiver. I believe that would be the case. Dweez Nuts thinks otherwise. No way. We've got Dewey's Nuts versus the Bullfrog uh, that Andrew Luck starts week one. I did not think it was going to happen. I think that might have been my first or second episode in July. Uh, I think I'm going to lose that one pretty soon. And then the last one is during my hometown league draft, I did a little bet with a buddy of mine, and he wanted to go straight up that he believed Pierre Garçon would outscore Marquise Goodwin in our league. And I took that bet for 50 bucks right there. So that's going to be a fun one. 50 bucks. I think I'm going to be a winner on that at the end of the season. Hey, listeners, if you want a piece of any of that action, if you want to get in on this, on this bet, please reach out to us at Twitter. Let us know which side you're taking. Feel free to take as many fucking shots as you want when you lose, unless you bet with Dewey's nuts. Then you'll be fine, because I'm always right. Even when I said Corey Coleman's going to be whatever I said Corey Coleman's going to be. All right, guys. Like I said, we got lots to do today. Really quickly, uh, I did mention earlier that this is our last preseason episode. Starting next week, we're going to be going to two episodes a week. Bullfrog, you're going to be on both of them. I'm going to do my best, motherfuckers. I'm going to do my best that's for not, you, the listeners. The, that's not the yes I wanted to hear. Once we jump into these in-season episodes, we'll have one on Tuesday. We'll have one on Saturday. Quick, we're going to tell you what you can expect. We do know that every Tuesday we're going to bring you a waiver wire episode, okay? So we're going to talk about the guys that you should absolutely look at picking up. We'll talk about, you know, how how confident we are in them, how much you should spend in your fab if you're playing fab, uh, which guys you should prioritize if you're on a regular priority. Uh, we'll talk about the Thursday game coming up because that's going to be before our Saturday episode. What else do you want to put on the Tuesday shows there, Bullfrog? Yeah, we'll give a little quick review. Um... Of the prior Sunday, maybe some surprises, uh, anything that really stood out for us. So yeah, mostly waiver pickups, maybe some quick trade hits that you might be trying during the week, you know, because you got to get those done before that Saturday episode, most likely. Expect uh, this Tuesday show to be roughly 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes long. We're going to try to be quick hitters for you guys so that you can get your uh, waiver requests in. On Saturday, however, I think we're going to try to preview the entire fucking week in football. Is that right? How could that be right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to give it our best to give you some game-to-game matchups and, you know, maybe who, maybe even pick-ems, you know, maybe we're going to start a little pick-em action here. We're going to do, da- you're going to do your dailies. You told the people you're going to tell them your daily That's lineups. It. I'll be posting some lineups on Twitter. I know uh, all three of us are in a little strike pool action here this season, so we're going to have to pick some winners of games and try to win a big pot on that. There's so much going on. We got lots going on. It's going to be a our great Saturday season. Our Saturday episodes are going to be fucking slam packed you're not gonna want to miss any of it uh let's do a little preview okay we got a thursday night game coming up next thursday they're not gonna hear from us again before that episode happens so uh let's preview that game for the people let's tell them a little bit about what we think they should do on their fantasy rosters we got the falcons versus the eagles these are two uh historically at least high-powered offenses falcons had a rough year last year but 
But, uh, you know, they got players that can score. They got fantasy players that are relevant. The Eagles do too, even though some of them are hurt. Let's ask you a couple of questions. First off, let's look at the Falcons. What are some players on this team that you think we should be rolling out in our starting lineups, not afraid to start against that Eagles defense? Yeah, I mean, if I, if you know, based on who I drafted, I think I'm starting Julio Jones no matter what. Um, I mean, if you if you drafted Jones, he's, he's likely your number one receiver. Yeah, I'm starting him. Uh, you know, I have seen Matt Ryan as the starting quarterback for a team in two of my leagues, which is pretty fucking piss poor if you ask me. But wait, wait, wait. which might be you? Exactly, that's teams. one of you. So you know, maybe you got to start him. I don't think I'd probably start him on that Thursday night against Atlanta. Granted, it's a little bit different of a Thursday night. They've had a long time to prepare for it. I just don't see it being that high scoring of a game. What's your stance on the running backs here in Atlanta? You, you got Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman. These are two guys that perform week in and week out, but they're playing against an incredibly stout Philadelphia defense front seven. Yeah, I mean this is a tough one. You know, I, if, if you're playing a Thursday daily, I'm not playing them. You know, I, don't, I think not many people would. But so you could go contrarian on that. But I wouldn't take the risk. If you're in your season log, you know, a lot of it depends on what your other options are. You know, sometimes you just got shit for options. Maybe you got an Ingram or Jones or guys suspended and you just got to roll them out there. But if it was me, Philly gave up 13.7 fantasy points for running backs in a game last season, which was second best in the NFL. So if it were me and I had options, I'm not starting Freeman or Coleman. Yeah, if you can avoid it, do. But same thing with... Uh, Freeman here. If you drafted him, you probably did it in the first few rounds. Right. So you likely have to start him out there as your first, unless you have other options. But Coleman's out for me. You know, Ridley, Sanu, Hooper, that that Atlanta defense. Well, we'll talk about the defense in a second in Atlanta. Probably Matt Ryan if you can avoid it. Let's see what happens with this Eagles defense. It's right. tough in the beginning of the year to see what to know what the defenses are going to be able to do. But if we judge based on last year, the Eagles were were tough. Yeah, unless you went really heavy on running backs, you probably got to start Freeman and hope he punches one in from short. You know, get sixty in a in a short dive, and you know yeah. you can get twelve to fifteen points out. A of few them. catches if you're in the PPR. Yeah. How about on the the other side of the field? Philadelphia comes out. You know, Atlanta's defense, the front seven, has been getting better and better, especially over the off season. But their secondary, which was garbage last year, has not been improved from last year. Who are you playing on this incredibly injured? Just down and out Philadelphia offense. Yeah, you know, I actually think Atlanta's defense is a little bit improved. I think they're, you know, they've they've got a real fast defense. Um, last season against the running back, they were number seven. They only gave up sixteen point eight points. Uh, but with all the injuries at wide receiver and quarterback, you know, I think I'm going to start Jay Ajay, Ajayi, uh, whatever you want to. If he say. plays. If he plays, I think you have to start him. Yeah. Um, I'm not starting Nick Foles. Again, I don't think anybody's going to have him in a season long. Maybe somebody takes a stab at him on a daily, but that would not be for me. Uh, I think you. I think Aguilar is probably he might be Stud. the best start of the game on either side. Yeah, on either side. Ertz him is going to be a, a solid one, one, but you know, God, if you got to think Aguilar gets ten targets. If he doesn't get ten, then I'm fucking. I, I, I don't would, know shit I, about I would have guessed, I would have guessed ten to twelve there um, for sure, because again, it's the, the the soft spot on that Falcons defense is a secondary. The only other the only thing I disagree with you about a little bit here is you put in your players to sit Mike Wallace. I I might be willing to throw Mike Wallace out there in the flex. He's going to be lining up in Jeffrey's spot. 
in this game. And the thing we know about Mike Wallace is it only takes one or two catches for him to be relevant in fantasy. You know, it wouldn't surprise me for him to end the day with 65, 70 yards and a touchdown. So he's somebody that I might consider in a flex spot. Otherwise, yeah, Corey Clement, we don't really actually know what that role is going to look like yet. Sproles, we don't know what that role is going to look like yet. So I'd hold off on starting those guys if, if I can on this team. But but if Ajayi's playing, he's in there. Uh, Aguilar's definitely in there. Ertz is definitely in there. Um, Foles might even be a worthy streamer if you don't have a, a starting quarterback in week one that you're really excited about. Uh, but also, so overall in the game, what are some things that you're really looking forward to seeing? It's the first week in the actual season. We get to actually see what these teams are planning on doing. Anything that you're looking for uh, to inform you moving forward? Yeah, I mean, as fantasy owners, you know, both of these backfields are kind of committees. Um, so I'm really interested to see how the carries shake out. You know, I mean, we've had a couple years with Coleman and Free- Freeman, so we're kind of used to what that's going to look like. But still, every year is a new year, so... Uh, especially the Philadelphia, you know, how much are they going to use Clement? How much is Sproles getting out there? Uh, red zone work's always important, whether you're tight ends. You know, how much is Dallas Godair getting out there? Is he going to be getting a bunch of snaps in the red zone? Are they going to run two tight end packages? Because that could show some value for him, especially in those dynasty leagues. Uh, how good are these defenses going to be? You know, like I said, both of them were real real good against uh, the running backs last season. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, you? so so like you said, right, I want to know what's going on. If Ajayi plays, I want to see what the split looks like between Clement and Sproles because they've been talking a lot about Sproles and he, the fact that he's going to get a lot of work, get a lot of catching work, which should be Corey Clement's role. So I want to see what that pans out to be. I, I've drafted Corey Clement in a few leagues uh, because I still like him. I like him as a player. I think he's really explosive. But if Sproles is going to take looks away, if he's going to be on the field a lot on third down, that hurts that. I'd like to see if Ridley gets on the field at all. Uh, I want to see what Atlanta's pass rush looks like. You know, they've improved that defensive front. That's about it. So I want to see how strong that is. A lot of the same stuff that you said. Well, who's going to win this game? What's the score? Give me a prediction. Uh, You know, last year, home games, Philadelphia put up 27, 34, 34, 33, 51, 31, 19, and 0. too many numbers in a row, buddy. Uh, On the road, Atlanta was about a, I'd say probably about a low to mid-20 average. They faced each other in the playoffs. Uh, The score was 15 to 10. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it starts off a little slow. That first Thursday night game with the bat, the, the injuries Philly's battling, Foles coming off a shoulder. I think they're going to be a little tentative. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go Philly wins at home, twenty three to twenty. I think that's a good prediction. Uh, I I expect Atlanta to be a much better offensive team this year than they were last. I know Wiz hates Sarkeesian, but it was this first year in this in the system. You have to imagine. The team's going to improve, which is why I drafted Matt Ryan uh, in our league last night. I think Atlanta wins this game. I think it's close, 28-24. Again, Thursday, we know that Thursday games are generally not as high-scoring games. These two teams, I think, will average closer to 30, 32 points across the season because they're both going to be really strong offenses, powerful offenses. But, yeah, uh, I think Atlanta takes this just by a little bit. All right, last thing we want to do for you guys here uh, before we let you go because it's been a while and I'm sure you're tired of hearing us is, is we want to look to the season ahead. Uh, we've each gone through each of the divisions in the league. Uh, we've picked out who we think is going to win that division. We've picked all the playoff teams, and we're going to make some Super Bowl predictions for you right now that I have a I have a sinking feeling will end up as a bet. 
on that list that we just ran down oh, for you. Oh, shit. Let's start in the NFC. We agree about a lot of these teams, so let's jump get those out of the way. In the NFC East, we both got the Eagles repeating as, as uh, division champs. In the West, we both got the Rams repeating as division champs. And you'd be hard-pressed to find any quote-unquote expert to pick any team other than those two. Now, in the NFC North, that's our home division. I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings to take down that division. Uh, they've. I, I have to think they improved from last year. They're not going to get any worse than they were last year. Everything about that team, from their line to their defense to their offensive weapons and skill players, is solid. There's not many holes in that team. But you don't. You don't have the Vikings winning that. Yeah, I mean, I was high on the Vikings for a while. I still am pretty high on them. Looking at the schedule, though. You know, I think it's going to be right down to the wire, and then the Packers play my fucking lowly Lions in mm. Week 17, and I think it's going to be to win the division. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. If that fucking team can stay healthy, I think the advantage that he has over Kirk Cousins makes them win that division. You want to hear a really bold prediction? Uh, yes, I do. Packers finish third in the division. Ooh. The defense Ooh, is shit. Is. The offensive line is garbage. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is great. Let's look at the NFC South. So this is one of the most volatile divisions in all of football. Has been for years and years and years. Last year, the Saints were a fucking powerhouse in this division. Nearly went to the Super Bowl themselves. You've got them winning it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Drew oh. Brees. Drew Brees, the running game. Defense is improving year by year since that fucking Greg Williams got out of there. Uh, I'm high on the Saints. Uh, I love, you know, Drew Brees loves playing in the dome. Those late fucking December, November games. If they're home, they're gonna be nice. Atlanta's a nice warm field. Carolina's a nice warm field. This is a this was my toughest division to pick, and I I think we're gonna see two ten win teams out of this division. Uh, but I've got the Carolina Panthers winning the thing. I think the offense is going to come back to form next year. They've added a lot of weapons on that offense, giving Cam every opportunity to succeed. Uh, defense is, defense is, is going to be fine over there. They've got the best linebacker in the game right now uh, playing in the middle of the field. If he, can, if he can play 16 games. If he can oh, stay on the that, field. Uh, all right. AFC. Uh, well, Did we say before the Rams? We go to, yeah. Did you say the Rams? We said the Rams. Said the before Rams. we go to the AFC, you know, we've got some wild card spots here. I think the Saints take one of those wild card spots because, again, two 10-win teams means one of them is going to take a wild card spot. And I had a really fucking hard time picking the other spot. In fact, I didn't. I think the 49ers and the Giants both are, are these teams that are going to be right around nine wins. Uh, they'll be fighting each other for that last wild card spot, and I just can't tell who's going to get there. Who are your wild card picks? So I took the Vikings as my first wildcard team as I picked the Packers to win the NFC North, and I took the Falcons as my second wildcard team. Uh, so that means Carolina's not in the playoffs. Like, Dewey's nuts thinks they win the division. You've got them going third in that division. Yes. All right, let's jump to the AFC. In the, just like the NFC, we've got some that we agree on here. In the North, the Steelers are taking that down. I don't think that's a question. In the East, this is the easiest call. There is in all of sports right now. The Patriots are going to take that down. And in the West, the Chargers will be winning that division uh, for the AFC. The only one here that we disagree on is the AFC South. Uh, so I've got the Houston Texans coming in here and taking this down. You know, you got Deshaun Watson coming back. 
you know, Lamar Miller plays well with him there. DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, these are some weapons that are just solid. You know that defense uh, is going to be healthy this year. They lost every fucking piece of their defense last year. They're going to come in healthy, and uh, they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. I know I know that you know your pick also has a stout defense, so there's a theme there. But I like, I like the Texans to take this one down. Yeah, I mean, God, the Texans are a fucking really, really interesting team. I mean, based on what you're saying and what – what is true, they could potentially have one of the best defenses and one of the best offenses in the NFL. Sure. But, I mean, how often does that happen? Uh, it seems like something happens so that one of them fucking sucks. So yeah. either the defense is going to get banged to shit again, or maybe Watson goes down again, or Lamar Miller, and then they got no running back, or Hopkins. I think the trouble that the Texans will end up having is going to be in the playoffs, and it's just all the young guys on yeah. the team that, Lack have, of that have not been in the playoffs before. That's where they fall. That's where they fall. So anyway, I did pick the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, repeat as the division champs there. Behind a strong defense, strong running game, Blake Bortles doing just enough. Uh, and a schedule that's really pretty easy. You know, those, all that division gets those south games. They get the warm weather. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking the Jags, but not by many games. Maybe by one, because I like the Texans this year. So maybe if we two. if we look at our wild card spots, I put the Jags in there. You put the Texans in there, so we're both high on those teams. Otherwise, um, I chose the Denver Broncos to take that last spot. This might be an eight and eight, nine and seventeen, maybe in there, but. Um, you know, I like Case Keenum. I think he's going to bring some stability to a team. I think the defense is going to play well because they trust their quarterback. That was their problem last year. To me, they played like shit because they gave up on their quarterback. Uh, so I think they, they come back to form and get themselves into the playoffs. Who's your other wild card team? I'm going to think that uh, a really tough defensive team with a running back that I'm really high on in Alex Collins. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens. Oof. You know, they got all Joe kinds Flacco's of... getting it done. Joe Flacco, he's been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Fuck, he knows he's been there before. He's Not too fight, many guys can say for that. He's his job. He's playing you know, out he's, of his fucking mind in the preseason. He's got a little motivation. He's got all kinds of new wide receiver weapons with Crabtree and Brown and Hayden Hurst. I took the Ravens as that second wildcard team. Could happen. A lot of people are picking the Browns to beat the Ravens there. We'll see what happens. All right, let's look at... To the Super Bowl, you know who our playoff selections are going to be. If you've paid any attention to the show, you know my Super Bowl teams. I've got the Chargers, who might end up being the best offense and the best defense in the league. Playing against the Vikings, another super fucking stout defense with an offense that is absolutely complementary to that defense. I think these two are, are two powerhouse teams that are going to show their might in the playoffs to take it down to that Super Bowl. And that's going to be a fucking fun Super Bowl to watch. God, has Phillip Rivers won a playoff game? No, I think he might have won one or two. How about Kirk Cousins? No. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Dewey's nuts. You're really digging deep here, thinking two quarterbacks. Neither of those two. the, The thing about these teams is neither of those two guys have to go out and win the playoff game for them. These are very much teams. Yeah, yeah, I give you they got they all have, around. I give you that, but still, there's got to be something to be said about a quarterback that's been there, done that. But we'll see. I like those teams. I'd be happy if those teams got in it. That'd be a fucking uh, awesome Super I Bowl to watch. I fucking hate your picks, by the way. I wouldn't even watch well, the we'll goddamn get, Super We'll get there in a second, picks, but maybe. I'd love to watch Phillip Rivers and the Chargers taking on fucking Kirk Cousins, my hometown Spartan. 
and the Vikings. I'd love that matchup. That'd be fun as hell. You're welcome. But I spoke it into existence. I did take them as playoff teams, but I I took uh I took the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Big Ben. So he can finally fucking walk away from the NFL. Mm. So Big Ben and the Steelers taking on Mr. Rogers in the pack. You know, I just got I do get a little chub for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure why. Because he, he's he's on my fucking I'm a Lions fan. But there's just something about the way that man plays football that I get a little chub, I get a little yeah. excited. He's healthy, I got to pick him. A little chub. The Steelers, yeah, it's it never is very big, ladies and gentlemen. So, the Steelers versus the Pack in Look, the Super Bowl. The, th- the thing about the Packers is that it's, it's Aaron Rodgers, but the team around him is not great. And we've seen, we've seen him try to carry that team before, and he carries them... To the playoffs. He carries them to a nine-win season. But it's not, I don't think it's enough. Uh, all right, so so who you got winning? Steelers-Packers, the rematch from a few years ago, goes to? The Steelers. Again. Again. Yeah. I feel like you made a safe vanilla pick here. The Steelers being the team with the most Super Bowl wins. Well, and the Packers the smarter, being the it's team. It's the smarter pick. Packers being the team with the most championships. If you put the odds... The odds of my team the going to the Super Bowl are yeah. much higher. The odds definitely say the Patriots uh, are going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. so you've got the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. I've got the Vikings winning the Super Bowl. Going to be a great fucking Super Bowl, Chargers Vikings. Though it's going to be a great fucking season. I can mm. tell you that much. I'm excited. Hey, are we making a bet on this? Uh, What's the bet on this on this Super Bowl? What's the bet? How are we going to play this? Because what if Oof. none of our teams make? <laughs> Uh, so so whoever of, of the four teams we've got selected, whichever team goes the furthest wins this bet. How about just of your Super Bowl pick? No, of the, the Chargers, so Vikings, two, two Steelers, options. Packers. Whichever right. of those four goes the furthest in the playoffs. I'm comfortable with that bet. It's a bet. Yay! That's it. That's it for the show. Uh, you heard it here first. Chargers, Vikings. The next time you hear from us, Will be our Saturday show next week. I know you're already subscribed to the show, so you're going to get a little pop-up on your phone saying, hey, here's a new episode. But if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't reached out and clicked that subscribe button yet, look for us on Saturday. Also, hit the fucking subscribe button. We are on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and every podcast platform in the world. You don't want to miss the Saturday show as we preview all of Sunday and get you ready to win your very first week in this fantasy football season. Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go masturbate very hard in my bathroom real quick. I'm going to come all over the shower door and the shower door handle so that when my wife wakes up in the morning and goes to open a door, there's going to be a little crust on there. Yeah, a little crust. I was yeah. going to say, it's probably going to be dry by then. Oh, that's sure. good. Oh, sure. But hey, if you, if you fuck nuts got any uh, lineup questions... Uh, me and the Dewey's Nuts are definitely going to be on Twitter so reaching out to you guys, seeing if you got any questions uh, as far as your lineup goes for week one. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, email, let us know. We love to answer lineup we'll, questions. We'll give you our opinion. We'll give you some stats. That's all we can do. Yeah, you- use our time, not yours, to research what's best here. All right, guys, go fuck off. Uh, I've, I've got I've got work to do in that bathroom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.